We're starting by saying that we have a big Fabrengen tonight. Tonight there's a Fabrengen for Yankee Brook's birthday uh, at 8.30 p.m. It's going to be very well attended with some very impressive people coming. So um, please make sure to be there. The letter we have today is in Russian, and it's really, it's about the Kotel. It's about the Kaisa Maravi. It's about the Western Wall. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Chabad's approach to the Western Wall and history with the Western Wall before, uh, before we get into the letter. The letter itself is very short, so really the background carries the day. But uh, I went looking through the Rebbe Sichas to see what I could find about a Kaisel, and th th there's not much on the Kotel from the Rebbe, which is something that I kind of would have guessed. Uh, you don't hear a lot about the Kotel in Chabad. You don't hear a lot about the Kaisel. Uh, we, we, we have other emphases. Obviously, we have a Tefillin stand there. The Rebbe wrote a letter to the Tefillin stand telling them that he wanted it to be permanent, wanted them to print little cards for saying Kriyashima. But you don't see a whole lot of emphasis on that particular feature of Eretz Israel, whereas in other in other streams of Yiddishkeit, the, the, the Kotel is everything. That is, the, that is, without a doubt, the holiest place in the entire world. We don't talk about it so much. Um, the only time I really found in the Sikhas the Rebbe talking about it seriously, there's a Sikha in Memhei, where the Rebbe asks, it's not a Sikha, it's a conversation. The Rebbe asks the Lulavar Rebbe, a Shimon Nasan Nata Biderman of Lulav asks him uh, about a stira in the, in the Mitle Rebbe's work. The Mitle Rebbe says that the tefillahs of the Jewish people go up through Hebron. And the Rebbe says, but it's, it's a psaktin in Shulchan Aruch that our tefillahs don't go up through Hebron, they go up through Yerushalayim. How do we know? Because if I'm outside of Eretz Yisrael, I have to daven toward Eretz Yisrael. And Shulchan Aruch says, if I'm in Eretz Yisrael, I don't daven toward Hebron, I daven toward Yerushalayim. And if I'm in Yerushalayim, I daven toward the Kotel, because that's the place where prayers go up. So the Rebbe asks, it seems like it's a steer between the Mitle Rebbe and Shulchan Aruch. The Lulavar Rebbe offered a response that the Rebbe did not like, and the Rebbe concluded and said, Mistama, it goes to Hebron first, and then through Hebron goes up to, to uh, through Hebron goes to the Kaisal, and through the Kaisal up to, up to Hashem. Um, and the Rebbe says that's B'deichik. Other than that, I didn't see a lot from the Rebbe on the Kotel. The most substantive thing we have from Arabim on the Kaisal is the fact that one of Arabim visited it. At least one, I believe only one. One of Arabim visited it. The Friedrich Rebbe went to the Kotel when he visited Eretz Yisrael, and there's diary entries from him and from others who were there about, about the incredible experience of watching the Friedrich Rebbe daven at the, at the Western Wall. It was a rough year for doing that. He did it in, uh, in, in Tavresh Peites. That was 1928-1929. There would be enormous riots that year. The 1929 riots would culminate in the Hebron Massacre, where the Palestinians just butchered Jews everywhere they found them. And as a matter of fact, the thing that, well, what kicked it off was anti-Semitism and the fact that they're not very nice people. But what kicked it off in politics is the fact that the Jewish people had started putting chairs by the Kotel, that they put chairs there so they could have more regular prayer services so old people could sit down. And, uh, and this, this, the introduction of chairs near the Western Wall, which is not a holy site to them, was enough for them to massacre children in Hebron. So uh, that, was the, that was the political climate of the day. And the Friedrich Rebbe, right around that time, I believe before the massacres, I believe, I'm not sure, but right around that time, the Friedrich Rebbe does visit the Western Wall. He davens Mincha there, and then he sits down to say, tell him in a chair, I will note. And he records the following incredible words in his, in his diary. And in his he says, So when I was by the Western Wall, the, uh, the, the streams, of, uh, streams of tears of pleas opened up for me. He says that he thought of his followers, his students, the people that he loves, their wives and children who are still stuck in the Iron Curtain, those who are dead and those who have been swept away. And he says that I know right here that everybody is being remembered right now at the place of the base of Mikdash. And knowing that evoked in me uh, tears of blood, silent words, lightnings of soul fire. And it is just the Friedrich Rebbe's writing is just incredible. Rays of hope um, that Hashem should, ac should accept their, their prayers. When the Rebbe finished davening at the Kotel, he turned to the other people who were around him and he asked them, this is the Friedrich Rebbe, he asked them, is the Rebbe here to kiss the stones? Clearly he wanted to. They told him, yeah, people kiss the stones. 
So he, he looked upward, he bowed his head, and then he kissed the stones of the, the stones of the Kotel. Whatever writes in his own diary, the critic could have rights in his own diary in those last few hours. Uh, I'm going to try to give you the, we need the Hebrew properly instead of just my summaries. But in those final hours, he writes, Chaisi, I lived. Shachachti alakol, I forgot everything. Chaisi, tefach, I was a tefach taller. Tamti, the and I tasted moments of life. So this is a very powerful experience at the Kotel for the Frida Kedeb and for everybody around him. Clearly, it is something that matters to us very deeply. This isn't something that we that we shove under the rug. The Kotel matters. Um, but I want to uh, I want to highlight the Rebbe's approach to the Kotel in a sicha and finally in this letter. So this sicha, and then we'll read the, the words of the letter, which I think drives home the Rebbe's take on the Kotel. The Rebbe has a nuanced take on the Kotel. It's not it's not hands down his favorite place. It needs to be used properly, like everything with our Rebbe. I'm looking at sicha. The sicha is in Teres Menachem, volume 50. The page is 52. You can look it up at home. He says here, I don't know if I really need to read it. Maybe I'll just tell you what it says. I'll read it. People visit the Rebbe says, people visit the Kotel all the time as a tourist attraction. Throngs come to visit. Jewish people come to visit the Kotel. And uh, and they're and they are ostensibly not necessarily all religious. A lot of them are not going because they're having a particular religious moment. They're going because they want to see a historical site. They want to see a piece of a piece of Jewish history. And they'll tell you, I mean, obviously, a lot of Jews get to the Kotel and they get excited about it and start davening. But a good number of Jews, the Rebbe says, show up at the Kotel and they don't really get into the prayer of it. They get into the fact that they're taking their pictures and they're writing down their, they're writing down where they've been. And it's, it's, it's a historical visit for them. So the Rebbe says, I can prove to you it's not a historical visit even for them. I can prove to you that their Kavana is also the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, even these people who don't seem particularly tapped in. The Rebbe says the proof is the Chayra, Medubar Edis Kir Yashan Chara. What are we talking about here? An old broken wall. There are certainly historically significant buildings, larger buildings, prettier buildings in other places. What should they do? What should happen is those who want to pray would come to the Kotel because obviously it has a religious significance. What about other people who aren't really interested in praying? They wouldn't go to the Kotel. They would go to Africa and find some old site there. They're much more, from a historical perspective, the Kotel is kind of a letdown. It's a it's a it's a giant wall of old rock. There are there's this there's the Havdil Elif Havdalis. There's the Sistine Chapel. There's the Roman Colosseum. There are better places to visit. Why do Jews come here? Because it's because because it's not about history. If it's about history, all things being equal, the history of the Kotel is not that impressive, and the historical structure of the Kotel is not that exciting. The reason why Jews go in their heart of hearts is because the Kotel is not about history. It's about right now. Our prayers ascending through it. With that in mind, let's read this letter, and I think I think that sicha really frames what the Rebbe is saying to this person in Russian here. So look down at the letter. I've accepted. I've, I've, I've received your letter on uh, on uh, 1973. What the 20 26th the I don't know how to read that date, but whatever it is, parents will tell me. There's a weird date here, but whatever the Rebbe received the letter. He'd written to the Rebbe about something, this author, and the Rebbe writes back, I hope that everything works out okay. Here's where the Rebbe gets involved. Based on your letter, it is self-understood. That the success of a person depends on his operating according to every single day. 
this is something we talk about at Bob Rangans all the time, one of Hirsch's favorite topics, is that, uh, and it's mine too, is that at the end of the day, the Rebbe is really just pushing us to keep Shulchan Aruch. So again, he tells somebody, if you really want to be successful, you really want your life to work out appropriately, that means keeping Shulchan Aruch. Especially when you're found in Eretz Yisrael. This is, uh, once again, something we saw in a letter last week, that the Rebbe pushes anybody going to Eretz Yisrael, living in Eretz Yisrael, they should be living up to a significantly higher standard. If you can turn the page... Uh, or hit next on your screen. This is the last section that talks about the Kotel, which is the part I'm most interested in today. The Rebbe says, you mentioned in your letter that you davened by the Western Wall. Oh, Parrot says it's day, month, year. So which one's the month? The month is the first month. The... Yeah, but what's the... I guess the, he sent it on... He sent it in Tishrei? Is that what one is? Or is one January here? I I, I don't know. Whatever. Parrots is trying to help me with the date for those listening at home, and uh, I can't tell what the date is exactly. We'll get to it. Uh, we, in, in your letter, you mentioned that you davened at the Kota Maravi, and a lot of rabbis would be very excited about that. The Rebbe is not necessarily. It says, The Kotel is not a historical building. It's not just there to remind us about the past and inspire us about what was. Its job is to have an impression upon the way that we live right now and the way we're going to live in the future. The question is not, did you visit an old structure? The question is, am I different now? Will I be different later because I visited this old structure? Otherwise, it's just a piece of it's just a piece of rock. A person must live in a place that does honor, that does justice to the history that the Kotel represents. So that is pinging off the history and applying it toward a productive future. So I think that this what, what this letter is saying, obviously, is that when a person visits an old, and this this does not just apply to the Kotel. When, when we visit any old historical Jewish sites, it's very popular to visit old Jewish cemeteries. It's very popular to visit uh, visit uh, historic old synagogues. Visiting them has no particular, there is no, we don't value historical significance of things. The fact that they are old, that is not valuable to us. The, the fact that we can look at them and say, this is the way Jews used to live, and therefore I need to live this way. This is the way that God used to exist in this world, and therefore I need to live that way right now. I need to, need to position my future of Edith Hashem after that fashion. That's what we're supposed to do with historical monuments. It's very much what the Rebbe says in the Sicha regarding why people visit the Kotel, that in their heart of hearts, they are really visiting because of its Jewish significance. Otherwise, they would go to see a Colosseum. And it's also what the Rebbe is stressing to this person in the letter. Great job going to the Kotel, but it's it's not worth much unless you're willing to do something with it, which is very much the Rebbe's lesson about everything, but particularly about history. And I think that's especially important when it comes to history, because a lot of people do seem to believe that history itself is an Aveda, that there's somehow an Aveda in visiting the Kotel, even if you don't do any Aveda, even if you don't do anything based on it, that somehow you've honored God and the Jewish people by visiting an old synagogue. And the answer is, no, you, you honor God and the Jewish people and bring honor to yourself and serve God by doing and by taking these things as inspirations to help your Aveda Hashem and to help you help others, but certainly not simply by visiting, showing up is not enough when it comes to Jewish history. You need to participate in it and be the next chapter in it, I suppose. Okay, I think that's it.